Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Ripper, The Teller, The Gremlin. So we're going to jump straight into it, as we always do with our pieces of news. Um, I've only got two pieces of news this week, uh, and they're not even very big. Uh, it's been a bit of a drier week for news, to be honest. Um, I mean, we, we covered a lot last week, actually, didn't we? Yeah, that's probably the reason we probably used up all our, all our news. But firstly, I'm going to talk about um, PlayStation exclusives and Sony's stance on uh, moving them to PC. So. Sony have actually said uh, in a recent statement that they will explore expanding our first party titles to the PlayStation, uh, the PC platform uh, in order to promote further growth in our profitability. So because it's we can all gain... about the money. Exactly. That's literally what we can gain <laughs> from it is in order to promote <laughs> our money gain. Um, but I mean, yes, it is Sony kind of just admitting they want more money. But I think it's a great thing overall. And the only people that are going to lose out are the uh, Sony fanboys. That, yeah. That are like, oh, like, I mean, there was, I don't know. Console you saw warriors. With, with, yeah, exactly. But I don't know what you <laughs> saw with uh, Horizon Zero Dawn getting released on PC. There was a lot of um, PlayStation fanboys that were like, oh, how could you do this, Sony? How would you dare let them have Horizon Zero Dawn? Yeah, I, I know, which I find I really odd because it's so petty. You see all these exclusive titles from Xbox go to PC, and yeah. all the consensus I see from Xbox gamers is, "Oh, cool, more people get to experience Halo, more people exactly. get to experience Gears," and <laughs> and then PlayStation are like, "No, why have you done no. this, Master? How could you take Horizon Zero Dawn from us?" And like, I, I really don't understand that whole mentality of it. I mean, if we like P- PC exclusives are PC exclusives usually because uh, they can't be played without, say, a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. But, Hardware restrictions. Or, or it's a case of they don't have the resources to port them to consoles. Um, and obviously, a P- the PC, as we said previous episodes, is the biggest market currently. Um, so it, it makes sense. And I'd be happy to share PC games with everybody if it is you know, viable. But mm, yeah. I, I really don't understand these people that are like, no, this is our game. You're taking from our community. And it's like, no, just open your community to new people is what it yeah, should be. Exactly. But yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I think this is so good overall. I'd be so excited. We'd get um, potentially Bloodborne and Demon Souls. And I, I knew you were going to say those ones. I mean, exactly. I've obviously got to bring up my Souls-like. Um, and these are Souls games. So it, it would be amazing for me and so many PC gamers to get... Um, all of their Souls games or, or uh, Soulsborne games on one platform. And I, I, I know that they would sell a huge amount from both oh, of those yeah, games. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and then you've got games like God of War, which would sell insanely mm. again from yeah, the Ghost amount of, of people. Tsushima as well. Yeah. Exactly. Even looking at newer titles um, like Ghost of Tsushima. It would all Last be so us, good I for... as well, actually. Yeah, exactly. And like, there's no, there's no you know, loss apart from that whole you know sad mentality of our community should stay our community which, yeah mm. which is so weird like gang mentality isn't <laughs> yeah, it? yeah it i is. think it's like um because as well of xbox sharing um with pc mm-hmm. it's got that kind of like oh we're the elite we, we play playstation and only can you experience these games on playstation and i think there's a part of that i do but, yeah i don't know what it is with playstation only players but they do have this weird thing with they're a like, rare breed they yeah. are and you know sorry uh, if yeah I'm we're not calling any. out all playstation no, we are. There, no, there's no, a very think, select few there is there is <laughs> no, no, there is because like they they do this thing where like you see posts about it all the time where it's like there's like a picture of like 
trash and or bin and it's like it, this is what it's like owning an xbox or whatever and i'm like why like why yeah. why do you honestly believe you have to prove that your console is better than mm. the xbox like it just doesn't make any sense like you yeah. know there's, there's so many memes about it and it's just like who cares yeah like if this if this game was cross-platform you would play amongst xbox players and wouldn't even know so how like mm-hmm. you know exactly so what, why <laughs> do you care like realistically <laughs> But yeah, but, I don't know. yeah. I mean, overall, I, I'm also just impressed that Sony is finally um, opening themselves up mm-hmm. like this. Mm. You know, they've, we've always known they've been uh, a company that are very scared of cross-platform. They were very, very cautious when that was becoming uh, like a big thing across games like Fortnite. Um, and they they released it in beta. They called it for a long time because they yeah. didn't want to officially say they were cross-platform. Um, but yeah, so it was really cool to see them kind of openly saying we're going to keep expanding and supporting this um because it is something that pc gamers are so up for and like yeah. uh want a lot so again like i said nobody loses out and uh, we'll move on to the next piece of news so uh what i want to talk about now is just so many companies are uh, actually doing free next gen upgrades and um you know just the, the key word being free uh, call of duty black ops cold <laughs> war um but it the cool thing that we're seeing is it's not actually exclusive to newer titles it uh, titles like the witcher 3 and dead by daylight are actually doing this um and obviously it's not just a simple port um i haven't looked too much into the witcher 3 but i can imagine they wouldn't just make it a simple yeah port. they i, I um, saw they said um graphical improvements higher frame yeah. rate all the advantages exactly. that come with next gen yeah, and I've seen um, with Dead by Daylight, they're actually releasing this patch um, over time and they've shown kind of a first glimpse of what it will look like um, running on like newer hardware. Gen, yeah. yeah, and it does look like really good. I mean, I'm not a Dead by Daylight player, really. I have the game, but I really, really play it. I didn't but... know you had that. Yeah, I have it. It's just, it's one of those games that I kind of like. Hmm? Is that the zombie parkour? No, that's Dying Light. Dying Dead by Light. Daylight is the... Um, the like four v one, you play as a four survivors, like a monster. One, one monster. Oh, like, okay, yeah, yeah, no, that looks yeah. quite fun. They did like a, a f- the Friday thirteenth yeah, crossover, they did. didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's one of those games that loads. kind of has. Yeah, it kind of has like a weird little following, Resident which is why Evil this has kind of come to light. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's just awesome to see companies doing something like this without trying to get money from it. God, Black Ops, God War. Um, yeah. <laughs> but. It's just hey, sixty dollars nice. or seventy dollars. Yeah, but you can get exactly, and, and, <laughs> and then get my flowchart yeah, out yeah. and then go back to it's, the murder board. <laughs> it's just nice to see like a real love for their games. Like CD yeah. Projekt Red are doing The Witcher, and the, the Witcher Three came out what three years ago yeah. now? I mean, like Jesus, quite a, four. Yeah. Actually, I think it's I think it's four, more maybe more. Yeah, yeah maybe but five. I mean, their history with that game is nothing but. Like, I think the first like, four months were all just free DLCs. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, def- yeah, I remember. I loved it. It was, I mean, I had a bit of time off from school at that point, and I was literally just playing The Witcher, and I, I was just waiting for like. You just answered your own question. It must have been a good few years ago because you was at school. Yeah, no, I, I, that's why I knew. I was in, <laughs> yeah. I was in sixth grade, So yeah. I think it was five or six years ago. You didn't have a job. Um, no, I didn't. Yeah. Which no. was great. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is. I mean it is. Yeah, so much gaming time. Um, no, it is good to see. Um, and I think as many companies as possible should jump on that bandwagon um, because it is just great. It's to just see worth it for that. the goodwill, really. Yeah, it? It yeah. Is, yeah. I mean, obviously, it is a lot of um, 
if they are going to do the whole, you know, higher frame rates, uh, you know, better graphics, it is a commitment, you know, it's not just a simple like switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I understand that companies may not have the time or the funds to to go back to their old games, but it's really cool to see that some so of them many that can are, do yeah. it, something like CD Projekt Red, even though they still haven't released Cyberpunk, are working <laughs> on stuff like this. But um yeah, I just wanted to also say that a full list of um, the games that have been confirmed to be uh, free next-gen upgrade can be found online. Just Google it. It, it would be nice if you're looking to upgrade to kind of see what games um, you'll be able to bring over into your next-gen. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, one quick note before we move on to the next bit of news. Um, just going back to Di- um, Dead by Daylight. I feel like we all need to play this because all three, um, well, I have it, you have it. And I have Chris, on PC. I'm sure, could get it. Uh, mm. I mean, okay, you got it on PC. It, it might uh, be cross-platform, actually. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I think maybe we should give it a go at some point. Yeah. Maybe talk about it. Yeah, no, I, I think it'd be it'd really fun because I played it on my own and I got so bored so quickly because I was playing. <laughs> own, so. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just just quickly, one more bit about CD Projekt Red before we move on. They've actually said that Cyberpunk on next gen will be sixty uh, sixty dollars as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so there's, there's no going to be no pro- price, price increase. increase. Another non. Uh, it's just i'm just so salty about cod doing that like i I might not get it i mean i'm on pc so i literally have nothing to worry about but i just i hate still salty about the way they treat people like it's literally (laughs) it's activision isn't it i I feel that's what i mean like studios because it's activision who mm. give them a bad name it does it is like really but yeah like i said go online um for the full list cod won't be on that list so (laughs) so, yeah (laughs) I believe okay. Chris has some news I to do, talk about. I do, I do. I'll get us away from this. Bradley will spiral <laughs> into his anti-Activision. Bradley had no corporate beef this week, did he? He didn't. It's really <laughs> no, unfortunately, unfortunately, there is no corporate beef. I, I apologise for anyone just tuning in for corporate beef. As well. I looked desperately and I was like, oh, it's got to be something. <laughs> but there is a piece um, that may have happened just before the podcast that you could talk about next week. Yeah, well, we can talk Ooh. about that next week. Exciting. Corporate beef. Okay. But um, yeah, so on to my news this week. I've got a couple of bits I want to talk about. Uh, actually, all movie related. Wow, no gaming news. Yeah, no, no nothing from me. But um, basically, the, the first bit I want to talk about was Amazon are looking at making a Silk um, live action series. Right. So does that mean anything to you? Silk means no, well, other than the fabric. No, it means nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just it's a live real, live just a silk, silk factory. Yeah. Yeah, it's like ASMR wow. for people who love silk. No, <laughs> so um, Silk is actually a uh, Spider-Man character. Okay. And I believe she is a, a character of Asian descent as well. Um, and uh, there, there's actually very bizarre with Spider-Man. There's a load of female spider characters. Right. There's like Spider-Woman, there's Spider-Gwen, yeah. there's Silk. Like they're, they're just like female spider. Uh, yeah, like yeah. Sp- Spider-Woman, basically. Okay. Um, but basically, Amazon want to produce this live-action series. And they've actually got Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Okay. So... Do, do those names ring any bells to you? They do. They, they ring a bell, but I'm not sure why. Bradley, no. ring a bell to you? No, not at all. So these two are the co-creators of the Spider-Verse movie. Ah, uh, okay. okay. Yeah. So do we like Spider-Verse? It was yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant film. It's probably my favorite Spider-Man yeah, movie. Yeah, it is a great It is a great movie. Whoa. So, whoa, 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 whoa. Ever? Yeah, yeah. I'd go that far. <laughs> oh, my God. No? Would you no, not, I, not my favorite. I wouldn't go that it far. Up there. It but, is up there for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that film. Yeah, I do love the Spider-Man. Um, 
And I think it's really exciting. So they're both on board. So they'll bring an energy to it that I really enjoy mm. being associated with the um, Spider-Man Spider character. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they've sort of talked about how they want this to be their version. They want this to spawn a series of live action shows on Amazon. Okay. With all these different lesser known Spider-Man characters. That'd be quite cool. cool. So yeah. did, did you ever watch the Defenders on Netflix? I didn't know. Did you hear about it? No. So basically what they did on Netflix, and I, I watched all of these series, is they did uh, Daredevil, Punisher, Luke mm -hmm. Cage, Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones yeah, yeah. and Iron Fist. Mm -hmm. And then they did The Defenders, where they all came together. Okay. So it was like a mini MCU, sort of right? Yeah. So there were all these TV shows, and they're connected, like mm. the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. So they all reference each other and have a crossover. So that's kind of what they what want. What they want to do with Marvel. They want that's this cool. mini little TV universe going on, um, which, you know, is interesting. But my problem is I think that's cool, but that you don't want that to be your focus. Otherwise, it just feels like you're just trying, trying to... Trying to merge these things. Yeah. yeah. You want it to be natural and you want each series individually to stand good mm -hmm. and be on its own, right? Yeah. yeah. Instead of release these... Because Iron Fist, prime example, was the most rushed thing ever. And it was right. garbage. Right. That's a garbage. <laughs> garbage. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which we'll get to later. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's something that I'm definitely interested in. Yeah, I like it sounds cool. I like the names that are attached, mm. um, and we'll sort of we'll, we'll see what follows. see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested. Uh, the other bit of news I had was actually a bit of news from Netflix. Well, it's kind of a rumor, kind of a rumor. Basically, um, Jason Momoa had been tweeting concept art of him in Witcher garb. Mm. And the rumor states Ooh. that he is being eyed to be the um, main star of the prequel series. The original Witcher. Yeah. Witcher. Which we sort of discussed before. Previous, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. What, what do you guys sort of think of that? Momoa as the um, first Witcher. Wicked. I kind of, I mean, I, I'm kind of excited for most kind of, I, I like the sort of characters he plays and, you know, his stature and the way he is. He's, he's a cool guy, isn't he? Let's be real. Um, so I think it could be quite cool. Um, obviously, because we don't really know too much about what this program, how, you know, how this original Witcher or first Witcher is going to be. It's hard to know whether or not he's a good fit for it because there's not yeah. too much to, to go off. I'd of. say he does tall muscular and yeah. brooding very well yeah yeah he does <laughs> if, well. if yeah. you've ever seen Carl drogo on game of thrones <laughs> yeah he can smash yeah. a, a tall muscular yeah. brooding character right <laughs> um which if that's what they're going for he'd be pretty good. spot on yeah yeah i mean it'd be interesting to see what happens mm. I, I, part of me when i got this news i was originally hoping he was joining henry cavill that'd be cool on the main cast yeah that'd be really cool and then i was hoping he'd be one of the the you know the side witcher characters yeah um but, so that was a little bit of a shame because they have actually really good chemistry mm. actually in real life as well. So I thought that would have been cool to get in the show. But I, I really like Momoa. Uh, you know, he's not the, the most uh, amazing actor in the world, mm. but um, I've really enjoyed him and everything he's been in. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, and yeah, to be, to, I'm, I'd be totally on board for him to be the main mm. role. Mm. I think it gives him an opportunity to, to try something different as well. And yeah, like, he might surprise us. Yeah, definitely. But, um, I like the idea of it. Yeah, I mean, do do you guys have uh, any different thoughts on that, or do we? No, I, I'm in agreement. I, like you say, I think it depends on what kind of way they take the show. But there's definitely a lot of premise there for him to to 
well be a great cast for that actually mm. yeah yeah i agree as well you know we guess we'll see where he goes off you know or if this is literally just a fake rumor <laughs> yeah know, like, as in, it, it was just, just a big old bait. he's like yeah. please hire me yeah we'll see where he goes i mean talking to game of thrones <laughs> the last little bit of news i've got is in northern ireland they've opened a studio tour mm-hmm. so um you know this is awesome and uh, sort of if you're a big game of thrones fan um no matter what you think of the later seasons the set design on game of thrones has always been like one of the most amazing set designs in television history mm, yeah. like the sets are phenomenal mm-hmm. and they've talked about how you can go to northern ireland and there's king's landing there's uh, winterfell there's the night's watch castle black um all these locations and you can walk around them and experience them and they're so real and so lived in. It just looks amazing. It mm. looks like such a fun experience. So, you know. Um, so is it like um, sort of a, I mean, obviously I know it's a bit more of like a, just a set tour, but is it a bit like the sort of Harry Potter studio? I think that's what thing. they're going yeah, for. That sort of walk that, around. That thing. seems to be sort of the that's gist. Cool. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I mean, that would do really well for itself. There's so many like Game of Thrones fans. That, like, fans I know yeah. personally, like, and yeah. then there'd be so many more that are like, just you know, live, is breathe. Just, yeah, yeah. Just especially Game especially of Thrones it's Northern man. Ireland as well. Yeah. You can go. Yeah, to exactly. Ireland, it's a nice place to kind of, yeah. And then do your studio tour. Yeah, it yeah, does seem. Maybe, maybe we'll take a trip and we'll all go. We'll <laughs> yeah. go on a little road trip. No. Yeah, maybe. You can hold my hand as we walk, uh, walk around the beheading of Ned Stark. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's actually, that's it for my news this week. Yeah. Um, it was just a little update on some things that i found quite interesting yeah i mean mm-hmm. like you say there has been a it's been a bit of a light week it's a dry season and, and, and not just that but, <laughs> but there's obviously we're probably going to get bombarded over the next sort of coming months especially with the next gen console release and things mm. like that and obviously all the games to follow so i imagine news is probably going to be crazy but this has just been a bit of a we covered a lot last week so um so yeah again the things i'm talking about today are, are relatively small pieces uh, of news um we'll start off with uh James Bond. So No Time to Die, uh, which was obviously delayed due to COVID, uh, was due to come out in April, um, which is sad. We're still waiting on it. Um, They released uh, a second trailer for the film, which is basically more than the first trailer. It's got this real sort of guns blazing action packed sort of vibe and it kind of takes a little bit it's of the a, selling trailer yeah isn't it's it? the sell it trailer it's yeah the, like, like if the, michael think bay, about it like if michael yeah. bay made the trailer that would be it yeah and <laughs> um i mean i i'm assuming you've seen it chris uh, bradley you're probably it. not but either way no. um what do we think chris <laughs> i loved it i um i i think it is like don't get me wrong it's more of the same it's mm. it's it's if you've seen any of his previous James Bond you've films, seen this. you've seen this, right? Yeah. But that being said, there were set pieces and moments where yeah. I went, "Oh, that looks really cool. Mm. That looks really fun." Yeah. And um, you know, I'm interested to see how because this is his last, last film, uh, yeah. film as Bond. I'm interested to see how they cap his story off, really. Yeah. So for me, like again, it is more of the same, and you know. I think if you've watched all of Daniel Craig's ones, um, personally, my favorite was Casino Royale, the first one he did, which I think is a great film. And it's actually, that's my favorite. Yeah. It's a brilliant film. Um, But as they've gone on, as much as I still enjoy them and I'll always enjoy a good Bond film, um, they have become slightly more and more ridiculous. Like if you look (laughs) at um, 
the I think it's the last one. Spectre was that the last one? Yeah, uh, I don't even remember uh, Spectre. Well, well, it's the one where it's at the, the start, one, the day of the dead, awful. the day of the dead festival. That bit was quite that cool, was cool the except I didn't like the bit where he's like flipping the helicopter upside down while for, while still fighting that guy. Do you remember? I, I don't even remember that. Oh, okay, <laughs> well, I, I honestly expect I I really liked Skyfall, and then mm. I think I watched Spectre once. I got really bored, yeah. and I just blocked it out. Yeah, it's, they did slightly. They are <laughs> they are going on, but like you say, it's the action trailer that that draws everyone in that loves the action and stuff and loves the bond you know like the cool spy that's just you know like this kick-ass guy and yeah i think daniel craig's been a good james bond as well oh, and I, I really loved him in casino royale especially um but i'm kind of interested to see how they tie the story off and this is his definitive last film so it'd be you know nice for a good send-off yeah it? yeah and i hope i hope it does well actually because um even if it's not got a great storyline even if it's a bit all over the shop it looks like it's going to be fun and that's kind of maybe what they're trying to do a little bit, you know, just send it off with a bang, you know, and it's, yeah, um, yeah so it, it's not too much else to say about it, but it's, was it, have they given it a new release date yet? Or? Uh, I have no idea and I don't know if they will because if you've probably. seen how Tenant performed yeah. in the box office, they're probably going to hold with off. With its rake of, I think it was 20 million. Right. God. That's bad. That's, bad. That That's bad. So I don't know what they're going to do with um, movie releases because, mm. If you release now, you're 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 looking for a, you're looking at a bomb. Yeah, uh, unless they start doing maybe like the sort of straight to Sky Store kind of thing, purchases of you know um, however much. Yeah, I mean, sell purchase. it to Amazon maybe yeah. for a couple hundred million. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever, or Netflix. Mm. Like, maybe that's your best bet. Maybe, uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see, and obviously we'll stay tuned for more news on James Bond. What they decide to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the second piece of news, which I am super excited about, and I can't wait mm. to talk about this. Uh, there has been rumours of um a potential Ubisoft remake of Prince of Persia. Um, hype. That is hype. Yeah, that's major hype. <laughs> now, all three of us are Prince of Persia fans. Yep. Um, if I'm correct I know Bradley is and I know mm -hmm. you are as well so yeah we're all big fans um, so the listing appeared online and it indicated that they're looking there could be a Ubisoft uh, remake um, it's not a remaster it is a remake um, which is brilliant which is brilliant yeah, very key happy. difference yeah, <laughs> yeah. not just um, slapping on some new textures yeah I know and I can't wait to see if this is true there's um, a rumor or going around at the moment that the ubisoft forward which is in a couple of days mm. uh, it's uh, the end of this week i believe um they're going to unveil that there's actually talks as well chris has put here that there's talks that they might be unveiling of splinter cell as well which so you imagine the hype pumped. if but we got both of that yes, prince of Persia and, and a prince of Persia. well we'd be happy wow. boys on this podcast. We, we would be next week <laughs> would be an interesting podcast uh, but we'll yeah sad boys if there's nothing in no else. but um but yeah i'm super pumped for that if they are going to remake Prince of Persia, I've been kind of thinking for years that they should have. And there was actually a, did anyone see the leak clip gameplay that never got made? It was made by a different studio, but of a Prince of Persia. Oh, made. the fan made one. Yeah. Yeah, that was, was cool. Yeah. But imagine the potential of it now. Like if they really Did you ever play it. their old reboot? Uh, the, the Forgotten Sands. Forgotten Sands. Yes, is I've that, heard that, Bradley. Is that the... That's so that, the movie adaptation, wasn't it? Yeah, they like tried yeah. to to go back to the beginning and do it all yeah. again. And I actually I, quite liked that game. I don't. Um, really I vividly remember it. remember it. It wasn't that them. good, but I quite liked just <laughs> playing through it. Um, mm. And I, I mean, yeah, like th that game show, like to me, like I enjoyed that. So, so imagine what they could they, do now exactly, next and that was with like, next gen as well. So well, this will be two gen. That game came out on three sixty, and I enjoyed yeah. it. Like, and I played it not that long ago again, mm. and. Um, like if they, that's two generational skips that they could impress me with. 
Yeah. So if I they do unveil anything, I'll be happy. <laughs> we're all going to be watching the Ubisoft forward and we're all just going to be sitting there praying that there's a Ubisoft announcement for the We're for just going to be games. really mad now. Yeah, if it's not, we're, gonna, next we're not going to get any again, <laughs> Next we? week on the podcast, we're all just going to moan about it. <laughs> oh, just, yeah. just Dance 2021. <laughs> <Yeah>. Tetris. <laughs> New um, Breakpoint expansion. Yeah. They promised they'll fix yeah. the bugs this time. Yeah, but yeah, these, these are, I mean... Uh, yeah, Prince of Persia. That this is potential here for a great unveiling, mm. right towards the end of the year as well, to get us all hyped up about it. Maybe a trailer, maybe you know, any kind of announcement would be incredible. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm really hoping they do this, and I'm really hoping they do it so so well because those games are so nostalgic to me, like all three of mm. them, the original. And if this is true, this kind of fills my hope that maybe because obviously we know Assassin's Creed went down the mythical route, mm. but if they bring back Prince of Persia, mm-hmm. they could have. Prince of Persia go down the mythical route and have the next Assassin's Creed go back to its roots. Oh, that would be pretty cool. And that's what me and my brother were talking about. I mean, that's just completely yeah, blind. us just yeah, making yeah. stuff up in but, our heads. But, but <laughs> Ubisoft, listen to Chris. Um, listen but, to this podcast. Yeah, and, and just take it on board. Um, but anyway, you know, we'll wait to see. And yeah, you can get three unhappy fellows next week when they don't <laughs> announce either of those the two games but anyway um moving on to the last bit of news for me today uh this news actually only was posted today so it's a very very um brief bit of news but still worth mentioning so um xbox made a, a post all over their social medias today uh they they put it on twitter instagram um all things like that stating that it was time for an announcement basically um and they dropped a thing uh, under the name of the xbox series s um, so obviously the Xbox Series X is the new one coming out. Um, and this is called the Xbox Series S. Um, basically, I watched, they'd done a reveal trailer as well later in the day today. Um, and I watched that as well. What they're basically saying is that this console is, uh, I mean, the tagline that comes with it is next gen, uh, next gen performance in the smallest Xbox ever. So nice. it's supposed to be something like like ridiculous, like uh, I think it was like 40% smaller than the Xbox Series X mm. or something. So it, it's meant to be really small. Um, and they did do a quick size comparison with them one behind each other. Um, it's an all digital console. So there's no disc tray, um, oh, wow. which yeah, means makes all, all streaming. Yeah. All um, from online stores. All marketplace. Yeah. Um, what I kind of want to talk about really quickly is number one, the biggest thing, the price. Um, they're saying that this will run exactly the same as the new generation console will nice. anyway, which I believe is a lie. Um, yeah, no, they actually said that. Then. They, well, yeah, they're well, saying it will, Bradley, it's running with they the They said same. the same about the Xbox One S, yeah. which I have upstairs, yeah. and it's absolute trash. <laughs> like, that no, game, no, the Xbox One S is slightly better than the original Xbox One. Are you serious? Really? Yeah, I, yeah, hard, mm. hardware-wise. I feel like yours is just a bit dodgy. Man. But it also... <laughs> It, yeah that, that one is it's not worth it can it. do if, you, um, if you're gonna get one though just stick to the guns and get yeah. get the like get the it, xbox one x yeah if so, you're gonna get one. so this like, is but this is what i was gonna say generation. is that is that obviously there's there's got to be drawbacks to it because the price so it's being listed um as a price of 249 pounds which is um, insane. Which is insane, right? So low. Obviously, they did put at the bottom of their announcement that more information will follow on this shortly, like on the and console's more details. Money. Yeah, <laughs> no, on the console's details. You have to stuff. buy the graphics. Yeah, um, but each pixel. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, no. So obviously, they're saying that you know it's got the power of the next gen uh, of the Series X and everything like that. But 
I was trying to think today of like the pros and cons of it. And I'm like, there's got to be certain things that are going to draw this back because otherwise everyone would just get the series S for like, you're going to get a couple hundred pound cheaper and you would probably sway that way over a PlayStation because I can't imagine PlayStation are going to do something similar. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. This is like when you buy a gaming PC and you've got the budget option mm. and then you've got the slightly more expensive option. Yeah. The difference in hardware, what mm-hmm. you get. I mean, I know I haven't seen the, the, yeah, the yeah, specs, yeah, yeah. but there's no way for this price drop. It can be. That this legit, is going to be yeah. as punchy as the actual Xbox Series X. X. Yeah, exactly. I think the, the other thing that I can only, I mean, they haven't confirmed nor denied, so this is just speculation. But the other thing I keep coming to is, do you reckon maybe one of the other downfalls of this is a smaller storage space? A, story, a smaller amount of storage? <laughs> Because, um, no, because like storage is tiny, um, so mm. it it probably would be the same. I mean, it might uh, be less purely for the fact that they're trying to save money, mm. um, <laughs> but yeah, in terms of size, um, I was actually talking about it today. Uh, like SSDs can be twenty millimeters now, right? Like and so so maybe not twelve gigs. No, yeah. yeah. So it wouldn't be a size <laughs> issue. It'd literally just be a price issue. So they might say, like, like, do you remember the Xbox uh, three sixty arcade? Yeah, no. uh, I vaguely. Yeah. <laughs> so they had the the arcade, um, the pre- maybe elite and the premium. I think mm-hmm. it was. And basically, the arcade had like a tiny hard drive because you used to be able to remove the hard drives off the side of the three hundred and sixty. Um, right. And oh, it had yeah. a tiny one, and it had like a really small one, and that was kind of the idea. So it might be a similar thing here because storage is expensive. Mm. Um, but yeah, so in terms of size, it wouldn't it wouldn't be so an I, issue. But I think it would be taken from each components slightly yeah well for for me like like i say it's i think it's a big announcement and a cool announcement for xbox to make right at this point because they're not too far away from the release of the consoles they're saying november 10th um it was this there's still no price on the actual, actual no series x, series x no there, there isn't no not at the moment no. um but yeah so 240 pounds for this price. um and they're saying it's going to be out on the ninth of uh ninth uh, sorry 10th of november um Obviously, more information is probably going to follow in the next coming weeks, so I will try and stay on it. But the, the, it's, it's like a, you've got to look at it from two sides. Obviously, if you don't want to pay the full price for a new console, if it's going to be a couple hundred pounds uh, more, it's good if you're on a this, is, this, is, yeah, this is like a, a brilliant option. And like I say, unless PlayStation try and do something similar to match it in this short time window they've got, more people, if that, say, for example, you were on a budget and you were like, I really want a next-gen console, though, you're probably going to sway more that way all of a sudden if you see this and if it is you know unless there's some really really bad with like you know performance issues performance (laughs) issues then this could be like the choice the go-to choice but i think it's a really cool thing for xbox to have done especially now because it's kind of like it come out of the blue as well they needed something as well Mm. in this arms race for Mm -hmm. next gen yeah to push their side Yeah. yeah they did yeah yeah, and this is a huge boon for them. Like, it is, is, yeah. And this is what I mean is, is they've dropped it out of nowhere. And um, it, I, they actually, I don't know if this was direct or indirect, but I think they tried to like um, kind of mug Sony off as well because when they posted it, they posted it on their Twitter page. Um, right. And what was really funny is that just before they posted it, they posted... Um, uh, like I can't really explain what it is to you, but trust me, it's funny. It's like a meme of like a uh, like a little puppet thing, and it's like he is looking straight and then looking to the side, like oh my god, that's awkward. Like you know that awkward face people pull. And Xbox yeah. posted that with no caption, and then they posted this trailer for this new console, and I was like, I wonder if that's like their little uh oh Sony, what what do you do from here? <laughs> Probably um, Sony's going to release one for like 
200 yeah. like, like, like 100 quid 150 yeah quid. and then, it, like, then they're the gonna of... reduce theirs they're gonna yeah, go new yeah. xbox series s price <laughs> series s model one like, <laughs> um, but yeah now that's all i want to say about it and i think it's a cool announcement last minute today and it was great to just be able to quickly talk about it mm. so i mean just quick though, mm. i did have to say i did have to it took me a minute to get my head around the title i'm like hang on wait a minute what series xbox Series S, Series yeah. X. Yeah, and I'm like, Series S, yeah, yeah. I'm like, these names aren't very good much. No, 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 they're, <laughs> no, they're not, they're, they're really not. PlayStation no. have got it right. Yeah. PS4. PS5. PS4 Pro, have you, there's PS5. A vid- yeah, there's a video of like a guy, it's like the guy at um, Sony who names next-gen consoles and he's looking at the PS4 logo <laughs> and he goes, hmm, and he deletes the four and just replaces it with a five and he's like, brilliant. <laughs> Chris is really laughing. He's got a drink in his mouth as well. (laughs) It's a brilliant video. It's literally looks at the screen. He's like, hmm, and it just deletes the number four and replaces it with a five. Well, actually, it's like an S, isn't it? It's like PS five, like slash S. Um, But yeah. Anyway, moving on, um, we're going to our review section today, and I'm going to kick things off. Kick. There's a little pun in that. Um, So I'm going to do the TV series on Netflix, uh, Cobra Kai. So. Um, this is a follow-on from the original Karate Kid, um, and it's set 34 years later. And right, it is brilliant. Uh, you need to, if if you like Karate Kid, or even if you don't really, you could still watch this program because maybe watch Karate Kid first. Though. Yeah, but it would benefit you more. But to be fair, the the episodes are kind of flooded with on and off flashbacks of the, the original film. So yeah. you <laughs> kind of, if you need to know the context, you will. Um, but what I find amazing about this is that I'm not, I love the Karate Kid, like a lot of people do, but I'm not a super fan by any means. Um, Colt, on the other hand, is like Karate Kid obsessed. Your girlfriend. Um, yeah, Colt, she loves um, Karate Kid, the original. And um, this program is basically, so it's 34 years later, it takes the two rivals from the, the original film. Uh, you've got Johnny Lawrence and um, Danny... Uh, oh no. LaRusso La no, not, <laughs> not DeVito <laughs> Danny LaRusso yeah um, and an it's basically cast. set in so they've gone on with their lives um, Johnny Lawrence uh, obviously the loser in the championship um, he has become a layabout he's not doing anything with his life you know he drinks beer all day every day he's not really got anything going for him Danny LaRusso become a successful car de- uh, a dealership owner um, and it's a really funny program because you, the one thing you need to get over and it's the biggest uh, pet peeve of mine for the program is that it is so cheesy. But intentionally, um, isn't but it? But intentionally cheesy. Yeah. And that's why I kind of can deal with it. So the cheese is like, it's in your face about the originals and there's so many like cringy remarks to the original films. But obviously the, old, the films are old. So it kind of makes sense that it's cringy. Because, and they play it yeah. off as like funny, don't they? They play it off as a joke, yeah. And what it's basically about is these two are, even 34 years later, they're still rivals, um, even though they're, all, they're adults now. Um, and it is obviously the, the, the original cast. Um, and there's quite a few. I won't spoil it because people come into it. But there's quite a few original cast members from the first film as well, which is really nice to see um, how they've all grown up. But you get past the cheese you will love the program because it's got, obviously it's got karate action in it, some cool like fight scenes. And whilst again, they are quite cringy. 
they are enjoyable and it's got a really like modern take on you know karate in today's society and you know how people think it's pathetic and you know <laughs> things like that but it's wicked it used to be the thing man but it's yeah and it's wicked though like um there's like some really even though some of the dialogue's cringy but intentionally so johnny lawrence is supposed to be so out of society because he's like a bit of a bum where he he doesn't have a laptop he's never owned an iphone things like that and then when he starts to try and catch up with you know how social media promotes businesses nowadays because he opens up his own dojo um he doesn't know what a hashtag is or anything like that and he doesn't know like he calls it a hash brown um he says like i'll chuck a hash brown on the end of that i can taste the cheese you can yeah but it's great because it's so in your face and like there's there's just a lot of um reference but but it also the program holds a lot of emotion like um there is some real like nice um you know tribute to um obviously mr miyagi died in the the actor yeah. who died in 2005 um and there's a lot of tribute to him and there's some like actually pretty emotionally gripping stuff in there like, which, like is always in there, good. which is good because it doesn't just go this is just a complete and utter shambles of a joke like about an, a great original film you know yeah it um, sounds like it knows what it is yeah and it, but it has fun with that exactly and it plays on that and yeah i've i've watched there's two seasons and a third season coming uh i am half uh, just over halfway i'm three quarters of the way through the second season so i've got a couple episodes left but the other thing is it's an easy watch because they're only 25 minute episodes so oh, really? you, can, oh, okay. you can pretty much blitz it like you know even court, bradley might be able yeah, to watch court watched one. it in two days hey, i'm catching up on the list so <laughs> so yeah we um, need we need uh, this list for the social yeah, media we do yeah uh, but anyway all i'll say is that i think if you're ever sitting there and you're not really sure what to watch just give it a go because you can easily just have a good laugh and there's some real good humor in there um some kind of adult humor as well um but while still keeping it kind of child friendly yeah um but yeah it, it's a brilliant program and it's really nice as well to see the cast from the original movie being something so many years later and you kind of the program makes you um question whether or not danny larusso was really the good guy like in yeah. nowadays because he's like kind of ruined johnny's life with lo- making him lose that tournament and it's kind of like you kind of feel sorry for johnny now you're kind of a bit like i kind of want johnny to come back you know and kind of be the guy you know yeah. and, and and i like that you you i'm like i said, i'm nearly finished and i still don't have a side like i'm still like yeah. caught in the middle of them both well, when you said you were going to review it yeah. i watched the trailer yeah and I'd, I'd, i had no prior knowledge on this mm. i just you said you were gonna review it i was like oh I'll watch the trailer. Yeah, yeah. and i just loved how the whole trailer was like you watch the karate kid and the karate mm-hmm. kid is the good guy mm-hmm. and um johnny lawrence is the evil is the bully guy, yeah and then this the whole trailer like flips it on its head and yeah. goes actually this guy who you were pegged to believe is the bad guy is actually, quite actually a, nice guy. Yeah. a karate prodigy yeah. who had his entire life ruined by some amateur who, who just decided and, and to take up karate yeah. and i'm like i absolutely <laughs> love yeah that, and that is exactly that is exactly <laughs> it though like he's still for other reasons as well which is cool because it's not like a petty like still 34 years later he's he's still got a vengeance but they have now modern day reasons for hating each other still um and yeah it's just real fun it's it's an easy going watch and uh i'm really enjoying it so i think you know definitely check it out if uh, either of you guys need something to watch Bradley, I'm sure you don't, but whatever. yeah, I'll give it. <laughs> We're good for now. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's all really I was going to say about that. Um, I, I'm really enjoying it. it. Obviously, anyone who's going to watch it, just bear with the cheesiness because you, you are in for a ride of pure <laughs> cheese, like <laughs> a wheel of cheese. Fair but enough. yeah, anyway, that's all from me on that. Um, and Bradley, you are next with the reviews. 
Yes, so I'm going to be reviewing uh, Remnant from the Ashes, and I know Jack, you're kind of intrigued to mm-hmm. to hear I about am. to hear about this one. So Remnant from the Ashes came out last year, um, and I wasn't like that fussed about it. I kind of saw a few things, and I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't. I just kind of overlooked it, and um, even though it had been given this weird comparison, so it was actually dubbed. Now, you're not going to like this part, Jack, already. It was dubbed a shooter, Souls-like. Oh, and I was like, I was like, oh, that's not going to be a thing, is it? They're just, you know, because there's that whole, um, the media throws around the term Souls-like. You know, mm-hmm. everything's a Souls-like Yeah, they've nowadays. got like a hard-on for it. It's really yeah, bizarre. It, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's a Souls-like. It's like, no, it's not, not at all. So I just assumed they were just throwing the term around like, oh my God, it's a shooter. So I was like, and I was like, no, it's it's not going to be. So I just kind of ignored it. Um, And I recently uh, got it free on Epic. So again, if anybody doesn't know, Epic gives out free games every week. (laughs) Go get them. Um, Bradley's little plug. No, it's just like, it's so good. I I recommend it to everyone because even if you never play the games, you've then got them. Like, you know, they're there. And then one day someone might go, oh, have you played this really like weird indie game? And then you're like, oh my God, I think I have that on Epic. And like you get to just play through it, so go get it. But obviously, Remnant's not there anymore. Otherwise, I'd be like, go get it now. Um, but yeah, I, I got it off of Epic, and I'm so glad I did. So, can um, I just ask one question before you carry on? Yep. Is it a shooter Souls like? Yes or no? Yes, honestly. <laughs> so, so <laughs> that's the big question. Yeah. So, so that's what I was going to get to. So, I I would actually say it is. Um, so, like it takes so much from that kind of idea. So it has uh, stamina and health management. And obviously it's a very difficult game that I would kind of peg it into the souls, like mm-hmm. purely for the, for the way it plays. Um, it, it does play in terms of the way you play it. Uh, very, like very souls. Like there's um, like areas that you'll progress through and you'll pick up um, like different things that will help you become more powerful and then you'll take on bosses and these bosses like require a lot of like dodging and um, positioning. And it, it's that kind of mentality. Like but I do think souls like exactly. I do think souls like is a very loose term, but I do feel like it kind of fits into that, um, that kind of genre because it's more of a mentality of how you play. Um, but yeah, the gameplay is a mixture of, of shooting and uh, dodging. Like I said, and you do actually have a melee, so you could um, potentially run a melee build if, if that's what you're into. If you're um, into pain, right? Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, the melee isn't great in the game. Um, I, I know some people will probably be, like, you know, listening to this, like, playing it and being like, melee's the best. But, like... It's the only way to play. There are literally some bosses that you would not be able to kill. <laughs> and, and that's kind of one of the... I didn't play with a melee build at all. And I, I was glad I didn't. But that's one of the things that would have really bugged me is that there's at least one boss that I can instantly think of that you ca- I don't think it would be possible for you to kill it with a melee build. So you'd have to use your guns. And obviously, um, it is quite late game. So imagine getting late game, having like all your you know melee kind of as your focus. And then seeing this boss like floating and you're like great i'm uh i'm just gonna walk away so yeah that, that would be I've, I've like, ruined my life exactly but it is meant to be a shooter so like although you can do a melee build through like 90 percent of the game it is still a shooter and you probably should be still having some sort of um upgrade into your like shooting mechanics yeah um 
but yeah, it, uh, the, the actual gunplay is so nice. Um, I use a hunting rifle that is basically like a Winchester. It's just like okay, a repeater. That's really cool. And it feels so good. It, it's so like satisfying because um, some of them have uh, like, so you get like uh, crits and like the damage numbers and stuff, um, like a, a bit like a, a shooter looter. So, you know, you kind of see what you're doing, what kind of stats you're pumping out. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but like, like Borderlands, some elements, where there's like health yeah, coming off of it. A bit, yeah, exactly. Perfect example is Borderlands, um, where the kind of numbers are falling out of the enemies. And I th- I'm pretty sure you can turn that off, but like, I like to keep that on because I like to see what kind of um, damage each gun is doing. Mm. Uh, nice of the yeah, options there, though. Yeah, exactly. And, and like I said, I use this hunting rifle and I left it for quite a time, but I went back to it just because it's so satisfying. Like, there's a lot of guns, uh, depending on what you like. I love that kind of um, like really Old quick rifle, yeah. Yeah, like I love that. I've always been like thought that was really cool, but obviously there's some really like you're a cowboy shotguns. Yeah, yeah, and that like you know the, there's guns for like different people, and um, it's really kind of like cool the way you have to like um, go out and find these things. So, um, which actually brings me on to my next point, which is this game feels like it was meant to be played in co-op, which is weird when most souls like have awful co-op in reality. Um, they're really awkward to kind of get into each other's games and do things like that. This is so seamless. You actually just join the game and you're in it and then you can just stay in it forever and just play through like for as long as you want. And then when you leave, you just join straight back in and you'll right. have all your progression. Um, your That's campaign so technically won't be progressing because you're progressing in someone else's campaign. Mm-hmm. But honestly, that's fine to me because you just play the whole thing for you keep your like individual progression yeah yeah so you can make multiple characters and um there's like a, a basic character editor it's not like anything too fancy but i mean you don't see like much of your character it is third person but, uh, like most of the gear kind of covers your face and things anyway so you kind of just like pick whether you want to be a girl or a boy and then you know maybe a little bit of a hairstyle so like you can pick there is stuff but you barely see it so it's kind so of so what like, you're saying is it's not like fallout 4 where i spend an hour and a half yeah yeah nothing nothing like that just to put a helmet over it <laughs> yeah nothing like that um but yeah so it it does feel like a very heavily cop um based game and it really plays to that as its strength um because i would say that one of its biggest biggest um strength is its actual post game is its um kind of uh, end game and progression and basically the the game works is you go th- you you go through this entire game and uh obviously like i didn't know anything about this game I, I try not to look up anything about games that i play um just so i can kind of experience them for myself and i, I went through this whole game and there's like four different areas and, and, and we finished the game i was like brilliant and then you go back in and I, I saw that there was an adventure mode. And this is where the kind of game got started for me. I was like, what is that? So I kind of looked it up. And basically, each area that you go to uh, is actually, there's a main hub area and it, uh, it generates dungeons for you to okay. go through. Right. And each time you go into the area, so you, it's called generating or like you can re-roll. Um, it, there's actually like two, three times the content that you would have experienced because every time you go into it, there'll be a new, so there's, there's a thing called an event dungeon. A, um, I think it's a sub boss dungeon and a main boss dungeon. And then I think there's, there's something else. There's always four dungeons. I forgot what each of them are, but so basically every time you go into the area, you can get a random, uh, one of each of these things. 
there's two main bosses in every area so you will see those um but even even that in in all four areas you'll only experience four out of eight bosses um and it's the same with like the the event dungeons there's probably about two or three of those so i realized when i got to the end of the game that i had so much more to see and to do and um bosses are really like fun and they each drop something that will give you uh a weapon normally or maybe a mod which is like uh kind of like a superpower for your gun is probably <laughs> the best way to describe a mod um but yeah and each one of these will drop as a, a a specific thing uh that could be really useful to you so um one of the bosses was like a dragon called singe oh wow um, that's cool <laughs> he's a really cool dragon as well like there's some really really awesome designs really good art design yeah, because he's kind of made out of like uh, branches, like he's like a tree. Oh, wow. But, and then you're like, surely that would be his weakness, like fire. But obviously, because he's a dragon, he's not weak to fire. Because <laughs> he probably breathes fire, right? <laughs> exactly. So like, it, he just has like a really cool design. But when you kill him, uh, you get a, uh, an item that you can then go and get a uh, little SMG called a Spitfire. And it basically is like a little flamethrower SMG. So you get oh, wow. like unique things from every boss in the game. And obviously... So it's rewarding to do them. Exactly. So it's this, this idea of going back after you finished it, realizing there's so much more you can do and, um, and going through and trying to find these bosses. And obviously it can be quite a pain because you're like trying to get that RNG, right? Where you generate the one you need. Honestly, we, we haven't had much trouble trying to generate it though. Um, we've actually been quite lucky. We're like, oh, we want to do this. And we generate it first time. Don't know how. We've just been very lucky. Mm. Um, but yeah, and then there's alter- also with the bosses uh, things called alternative kills. So um, it could, there's, a, there's a number of different things. Each boss has like a very different idea of what an alternative kill could be. Um, so with Singe that I told you about the dragon, if you put enough damage into his tail, it will fall off. And then oh, his like whole that. attacks change. And then at the end of that fight, you get a different item. So you can get a really different, unique thing. So mm. not only do you go and look for these specific bosses you sometimes you need to kill ways. them yeah. yeah sometimes you need to kill them multiple ways and the other thing i like about uh, alternative kills is not all the bosses have them and it sounds like a bad thing but in my head it makes them even more special because then it's unique isn't it yeah when you get so it's only about yeah. half the bosses probably have an alternative kill so when you do it you're like oh yeah i've got this like very special thing that um you know not every and then sometimes you find out that you've already done an alternative kill without meaning to and, and you're like, oh, wow, how did I do that? And it's quite fun to kind of see the different Play ways. about with it, yeah. Them. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and the main progression I love because it's so OCD fulfilling. It's um, a level-based system where you unlock things called trait points. And these trait points can be put into traits that could be anything from uh, movement speed to general health to weapon damage. But that in itself, there's a cap at 20. But the coolest part is, is you don't actually have the traits. You have to go out and get them. And each trait, um, you start off with a few basic ones like health and stamina. But each trait is earned normally by doing something to do with that trait. So there's a trait for um, stamina cost reduction called World Walker. And you actually have to walk a certain distance. I like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and and I love the idea of like I mean we're still playing it, and I'm trying to get like all the traits and all the weapons and stuff because it is mm-hmm. that really fun progression where you want to go back. Rewarding, and, uh, yeah, yeah, and go and play some more. So it's it's one of those things that you are like, oh, how do I get this one? And that's such that. a, a massive because um, so many games like that have such 
bad post game <laughs> content, right? Yeah, yeah whereas this was it, yeah. made for it. It was made for that idea of these randomly generated dungeons and and just going through your mates, just like going through, killing the boss, like going onwards. Um there is only two gripes I have with this game. There's two things that I'm like, ugh. One is the the story, in my opinion, is a bit lackluster. Oh, I was just shame. about to ask you about the story. I honestly, especially because it is a like a predominantly should be played co-op, in my opinion, game. Um, it it just is very distracting, and like you want it to be gone almost because oh, obviously you've got really, you've got shame. this idea of like oh, I want to go through and I want to get this and I want to get this and I want to keep doing this. And it gets in your way. And yeah, and there's unskippable cutscenes through basically 90% of the game. And you're, you're like, and that's post-game as well. So oh, right. you're going through these dungeons. <laughs> yeah, for like, like the 15th time. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, I've seen this boss cutscene 15 times. I uh, still can't skip annoying. it though. Yeah. So yeah, so it does feel like it kind of gets in the way because it's always there. Um, I'm sure that some people love the story, me personally, I just thought it didn't really have much uh, substance. It had a really cool world and a really cool idea. But I think it didn't take that idea of being a Souls-like. So a Souls-like um, usually is very, you go find the story for yourself. This was very cutscene heavy. Um, yeah, pushing you. Conversation. Yeah. Pushing you, you down like, Spam through if you don't want to listen. Um, whereas like, if something like Dark Souls is very much you can skip every cutscene. If you don't want to listen to some dialogue, you can just like skip through it. Um, this was a lot less skipping and it was a lot more of it. Like there was a lot more cutscenes, there was a lot more dialogue. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, like I said, some people would probably love the story. Me personally, I love the world and the kind of concept of the story. I just don't think it was done in a very interesting way. No. Um, What's the, um, I, I was just going to say, so before you go on to your second second problem with it is it so for someone like me someone who yep. doesn't because obviously i said to you i was interested in this game and and you know have ways to find out about it so for someone like me who doesn't play those sort of games is it gonna be I, just too frustrating for someone like me to no, pick up i i instantly went in um because i was playing with someone that doesn't like too much difficulty i was right. like let's compromise and we'll go in meet in the middle uh, yeah we'll meet in the... so there's three main difficulties mm-hmm. um normal hard and nightmare i think there is another one but i don't actually know what it does um because whenever i look online everybody always talks about nightmare um so i played on hard from the right. beginning mm-hmm. and um honestly it, it wasn't like too bad um there are some times but but the thing is, is with the whole loot and progression, because it's the same idea of you, you pick a weapon that you like and you get it to like, I mean, yeah, max yeah. is like plus 20. So it is a, a souls like game can always be um, played to your difficulty in terms of if you need to upgrade, you can just go farm like items or you can go yeah, uh, yeah. farm levels. So you could put loads into your traits, you know, upgrade your health first. So there is ways around it. Um, and again, like I said, I think normal would be pretty, I mean, I know you're not bad at game, so I, I'm pretty sure normal would be absolutely fine for you. Mm. Um, because that's what I mean, because it's a shooter, it's slightly easier. Easier than Dark Souls, than Dark Souls yeah. But it, yeah, it does you punish you. Yeah, some... nitty and gritty of you. No. Yeah, you can kind of keep your distance, but, um, but it does that in such a well-balanced way of you still will need to be dodging a lot. Yeah. You need to manage that well, because obviously you do have a stamina and things like that. Mm. Um, but I mean, I would put it in a similar ca- category as something like, um, as I said, like Borderlands and Destiny, those kinds yeah. of, 
in terms of the idea of yeah of going there's not so much loot but there is a well there is actually because like there's loads of but it's normally the same thing it's just like scrap and ammo and that type of thing you add me at scrap and ammo yeah well i mean yeah (laughs) the gremlins gremlins yeah there's there's not so many like gun drops because like i said normally they're earned through like boss kills and things like that honestly if you have like um some friends friends to play through this game I i would definitely say um, anyone can play it and I wouldn't be put off by the whole like souls like thing because like yeah, I said yeah. it doesn't it's, it just kind of feel fi- you know it finds itself fitting some of those trends but it's it doesn't not specifically yeah 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 and you can like I said tailor it it's so much mm. easier to get OP in this game than it is in, is in like Dark Souls yeah because, what yeah. yeah no no sorry that's what I was going to say it's just but like yeah so it's basically taking away some of those ideas without giving you too much of the hardcore like you know fan loyal yeah like yeah one after another games but i mean i know this game has been really well received and they've got uh two dlcs out which i haven't got yet but i'm actually considering getting because i'm loving it so much um but yeah that's it, always a good sign <laughs> that's what i mean yeah i don't buy dlcs but i'm just enjoying the progression so much that i just want to get to like because there's there's loads of traits and the, like i said the max is 20 and i think there's like 40 or 50 traits now um so maxing them takes a long time but the the good part is is the progression is really quick as well yeah um but it's it, not it, a proper proper grind it hits a cap at um 1500 xp so and it doesn't start off too far away from that so it eases you in and then it never increases so you're at a constant drip of trait points so you right. never feel like i'm not getting trait points you'll always be getting trait points they're just a right. constant flow so it doesn't feel like a nasty grind yeah yeah it doesn't but trait not marvel of do that much so they've balanced it in that way they make you think you're getting loads but in reality um for, for example your like um uh stamina cost reduction will go up like one percent less so right it's you know you don't when you think about the number it's not much but when you see those constant trait points coming in you're like yes trait point nice and then you max the stat and you're like sweet and then you start to feel it um but yeah so my my only other slight problem with the game is that some of the hit boxes are very wonky ah yeah they're just not great um for the most part yeah for the most part like everything's fine but i've had a few occasions where like enemies would completely attack me like through a wall Right. And I just get clapped, and you're like, "Great!" Especially when you land <laughs> on a harder difficulty. Yeah, uh, and you'll go down. So, uh, I mean, like, we're in the in the game, you because, like I said, it is a very heavy like co-op thing. Um, you have a heal, which is a heart, and you can heal yourself with the heart, or you can use the heart to res someone else. And you only have a certain amount you can carry, and you can upgrade how many you can carry uh, through an in-game item. But there is also that. So, like, there's a cool idea of. Um, you know you've got to your last heart and your friend goes down and you've just been hit and you're like do i heal myself and try and power through the fight on my own or do i go and get them and leave myself Mm. like really low but there is builds so um alexa who i play with actually has like a healer build so every time she heals uh herself it heals me so there's that but they also balance that because she has to take a 15 percent damage penalty Mm -hmm. on all damage so There is a kind of Pros and cons. really, really yeah. cool, amazing, like, uh, you know, piece of gear that can let you heal. But, you but have there's to, a drawback. There's got to yeah, be some exactly. reduction. Yeah. So I get like 50% of her, all her healing, um, but she take, she deals less damage. Um, so yeah, there's like, if you like games where you can kind of build your own character, there's a lot of options there as well. You can kind of go for like, 
you know, and then eventually you'll get to the point where you can just kind of switch between different things and you can play really tanky. You can yeah. do a melee build if you wanted a melee build. But yeah, it's just a really like it, fun game. Yeah, I it mean, does. It does. It after work, and it's one of those things where you just come in and you just like sit down. You just you know go through. Some oh, dungeons. just a bit of mindless yeah. fun. It sounds like. Yeah. It sounds like um, it's definitely more orientated around co-op play. Than yeah, that's how I like it would it. be. So much fun. I think. If it I think your by yourself, yeah. if you go into it and you you're going, you're experiencing the story and you're playing it by yourself, I could imagine it probably not feeling like a bit of a. Yeah, just, feeling a bit know, bland. Yeah, not, but well, yeah, it's that it's that feeling of getting like really good as well, and then and also a having a, having like, a friend who's wow, look how good we are. Yeah, and like, like a different uh, builds a team. You. Yeah, so, so like you it, go into bosses and you can kind of like we have like set strats. Yeah, like, that's in, what I mean. So, that's what's quite cool about it, which like, is really fun. Like I'm like, oh, are you like the military dictator to your girlfriend? You will heal me. That is literally me. I'm like, heal me, heal me. <laughs> like just like pocket me and I will like do this bit because like, a lot of the bosses will spawn like um they're called ads Bradley wears the pants. So I like get really angry about it as well. Like, heal, me, <laughs> heal me, heal me. What are you I, doing? I do get angry. Time? I do get angry heal when me. like you know because I like well. yeah. Feel bad like, for your girlfriend, man. Is it? Is I know, it only two player co-op or can you do? More no, than no. That? I think it's three oh, is the oh. most. Oh, but, okay. That's cool. Again, three player is like it would be really fun. Um. But like I said, it's really cool kind of getting into a boss and like we've got bosses that we like really struggled with when we were like lower levels. Um, mm. And now we go into it and we can do it in like less than a minute yeah. um, because Boom. of, and we have these call outs and we're like done, done, done. Cause we know, but again, the kind of souls like idea of um, telegraphed attacks and yeah. um, sometimes you can't see all like what's on screen. Cause like I said, the bosses can, can like call in um, additional enemies and things like that. And then yeah. we go like, oh, you take the ads, I'll take, you know, the boss. And um, that is my one other, I forgot, there is actually one other gripe. And that is the, the enemies attack the person who is dealing damage, like the most damage. Oh, I like uh, that. that. They, they no, it prioritize. is the worst idea. Oh. Okay. Because, because he's the one doing all the damage. the damage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I deal so much damage, but she has a support build, but she has no way of, you know, yeah. of going, yeah, look yeah. at me, I'm a support. Um, and she carries a shotgun, so it'd be great for her. Whereas I carry, the, like I said, the hunting rifle. So that is like one thing that has really bugged me is that I have to do all the dodging, so all what the you're damage. Is she should have the hunting rifle and you should have the shotgun. <laughs> no, no, hunting rifle is the best up close, whatever. But yeah, no. The point is, is like it ends up with uh, like build like we've got with only two people. It ends up with me being the person that kind of does a lot of the stuff and her just healing me. So yeah. that, that is like a big problem. Though if she had, doesn't mind though, she loves it. <laughs> I, yeah. I could imagine though if there's three of you and you had a healer yeah. and yeah. then two damage, two damage dealers, dealers it would be a that would work balance. really well. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you'd be um, able to balance it out between you. Definitely, but yeah, I mean, again, well, you you could just up. have like, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's one of those things that is like a slight thing. I think they should work Drinking on when it's margaritas. not a, Oh, you need healer, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I just think it should be a thing where it's not a guarantee that they will always go for the person. Yeah, yeah. It should be a bit damage. more balanced than that. Yeah. yeah, it should be like, you know, Godless. okay, I'll go for him 60% of the time. But it's literally every boss I know I am fighting like 1v1, <laughs> like with her helping with the additional enemies. But yeah, yeah it's, um, it is a really fun game. And that's yeah, why I recommend it. it. Anybody that kind of wants a co-op game that would be fun. Because we're always looking for kind of co-op oh, games. Yeah, just, yeah. To just mess around in and not really like have something too like, heavy. Too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, too stressy. So it's, it's nice mm. to just kind of jump. I mean, this, is, this can be. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm sure you're all but... in for the stress, though, Bradley. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I am. <laughs> yeah, after after a stressful day at work, I like to come, come home and go stress, stress out, out on out. games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she she doesn't. She hates the stress. So yeah, yeah. but That's yeah, fair. I definitely recommend playing it. Maybe we all three of us <laughs> could play it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I, it sounds like something I'd like to. Is, is it got controller support? Do you know, or is it mouse and keyboard? Yeah, I mean, it's on uh, console, so it, I'm ninety yeah, percent sure it'd be. Game. I think uh, it might be on the game console. Might actually, I know uh, it is. Uh, controller support because at the beginning because obviously the whole souls like idea i uh was trying to find out if it was better with a con- uh, controller it's not <laughs> oh. in any way because obviously it's so aim heavy um if you unless you play the melee build um right. but yeah i mean you it'll be fine with the controller as well because yeah. it'll be balanced because you'll get aim assist yeah but sure. on pc i would definitely recommend mouse and keyboard over a controller but yeah mm. so yeah. Mm. Interesting. Cool, man. Oh, yeah, it's something I, I'd like yeah. to give a go. I think something I I'd like yeah. to play with you guys. Yeah, yeah. I think we should all yeah. maybe maybe. It do sounds it like one. something that I'd you be can come and see my like really yeah. high level character. No, <laughs> carry we, we, can just hit, we can just heal you, and you can just take all the damage. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. That's cool. So I believe Chris has yeah, uh, something my... to talk about. That I've that never spoken about mentioned before. Never mentioned this franchise. No, it's never come up. Listeners, so, bear in mind, this is not the same thing he's been talking about. It's not Halo. It's no, different no. again. This is my trilogy, chi- trilogy <laughs> or trinity, if you like. You never either of those Ooh. of Dragon Ball reviews. So, as you know, I first reviewed Dragon Ball Z because yep. it was something I watched in my childhood that I didn't remember that I went back to and revisited. Then I ended up playing Dragon Ball Z. Um, Kakarot, which was the video mm-hmm. game, which is the same story, but a video game adaptation. Uh, and now I have finished Dragon Ball Super. Uh, and Dragon Ball Super is the sequel series to Dragon Ball Z. Uh, and this is like 20 years after Dragon Ball Z, because this Ooh. was uh, 2016, I believe. Okay, and, so um, 20 years in real life. Yeah, yeah, uh, 20 years. What about, what about in the show? Um, so it's interesting, actually, because in the show, it pretty much picks up six months after the end of Dragon Ball Z. Oh, okay. So um, it, it, it's an interesting one because a lot of people hate this show. There's right. a lot of mixed consensus. Some people are like, whoa, I love it. It's kind of like more of the, the same. And then there's a lot of people who are like, this has blemished the memory of Dragon Ball Z and forever will be uh, a stain on our boot. <laughs> but I kind of fall in the middle where I'm like, I kind that. of understand what you're saying, but there was lots of moments in the show that I personally really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Okay. St- straight out of the gate, it's not as good as Dragon Ball Z. Like, right. It's just not. Um, and I think a lot of it is because it's more kiddie. Okay. Uh, but it's not, it's not alienated kiddie. It's just Dragon Ball Z had you know, a lot of gore, a lot of blood, mm. a lot of violence, this takes swearing... Um, and there's still elements of that, but the blood's gone and it feels, even though it's still adult, it feels like it's trying to be a more, bit more kid friendly, if that makes any sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting one because I have to admit the first two seasons are awful. They are so <laughs> bad because basically what they do is there's two Dragon Ball Z movies that came out. Yeah. And for whatever reason, they said the first two seasons of Dragon Ball Super are going to be remakes of those movies. 
but they've taken right. an hour and a half movie mm-hmm. and made a season out of it. Right. Which is just pain. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I've seen this story because I've watched both the movies <laughs> and you're stretching this hour and a half movie across like 10 episodes. Right. And I want to die. Because it's not, yeah. Because <laughs> it's just, like, you know, when you just, it's just like, this is obviously stretched. Yeah. And the other issue in the first two seasons is the animation at times is oh. horrendous. Like, oh, really? it's so bad. Like, they, they, fi- they actually fixed it. They did a re-release because there were screenshots of this. And, oh, my God, like, like Goku, like, jumps to the side and his face, like, melts off. <laughs> and you're like, what <laughs> the am I watching? Um, but after those first sort issues, of rocky two seasons, which, to be honest, just watch the movies and then yeah, yeah, start yeah. from the third season. That's probably, like, the best way to do it. Um, right. after that, it really gets going and I love it. Um, because the third season is featuring my favorite character, future trunks. Mm-hmm. And it is, he comes back from the future again. Right. Which if you remember was my favorite storyline yeah, in Dragon yeah, Ball Z. Yeah, I remember. So, uh, he comes back and this bad guy has swapped bodies with Goku mm-hmm. and is causing chaos in his body. And it's just a really good fun time. Mm-hmm. And it's so, there's so many like callbacks and funny moments. And a lot of people give the show a lot of gripe for saying that the characters haven't really changed since Dragon Ball Z. Right. But there's a really great moment where I think I told you about, I actually mentioned this in Dragon Ball Z review, where Trunks stands up to his father and beats yes. him up. Yeah, you said, yeah. And there was and epic it's like my yeah. favorite moment in the franchise. And that whole arc is really important because... Vegeta, who's Trunks' father, the whole time is it's everything's about him. Right. It's about him becoming the best. And there's a fight mm-hmm. sequence when Future Trunks comes back and um, he's fighting his son, he's sparring with him, and he's saying to his son, You need to get stronger and stuff. And they're fighting each other. And bear in mind, he hasn't seen his, his father's mm-hmm. changed so much yeah. since that man he knew, uh, who, you know, was an absolute horrible person to him. Mm-hmm. And his father goes all the way up to full strength and like just absolutely demolishes him. Right. Just throwing him through mountains and like kicking him around and right. beating the snot out of him. And then he sort of gets down and is like, I don't need to be strong because my dad's strong. My dad and Goku can do this for me. Yeah. And he picks him up by the throat and says to him, there's always going to be another threat. And that, I'm not going to let my son, I will kill you before I let you be weaker than me. And it's this really beautiful character moment because he's gone from the last time he saw his dad, all his dad cared about was himself. Yeah. And now it's this 180 where he's saying to him, you need to be you stronger than me. Need yeah. To be str- you yeah, need to- yeah. And so people say it doesn't have character development, but right there, it does, yeah. I've just shown You've you, just told me it has some <laughs> yeah. brilliant character development. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's that whole arc there. And, I'll admit there's problems with the time travel. Mm-hmm. So the time travel, you just don't think about it. It's kind yeah. of like Avengers Endgame. Yeah, you don't want to think about it too much. They change stuff, yeah. but then it makes a parallel timeline yeah, yeah. instead of changing the future. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that storyline. It was the most fun I'd had with the show. Um, there's, there's a clip I might actually uh, show you guys uh, where Goku like gets really angry and loses it and it actually made me like quite emotional yeah because um they sort of i talked about the show being a bit more violent but Mm. they show in this parallel timeline when the guy steals his body that he uses 
his body to then kill Goku's family. Right. And you see it and everything. And I'm like, whoa, Jesus, this show's back on track. Um, you know, I mean, we don't condone child murder, but the, <laughs> but the, the themes and the sort of adult condone. sort of um, atmosphere was back. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I love the voice actors and the guy who plays Goku does such a good job that it actually made me quite sad. Yeah. And I was watching it, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, and then the, the last sort of thing I want to say about it is the, the last about, so there's 130 episodes. Right. So it's a lot more digestible than the 280 right. Dragon Ball Z <laughs> episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the last, I think, 80 episodes are all one season. Right. They're one storyline, but it is like the coolest thing I've ever seen in Dragon Age. Mm. Dragon Age and Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. And um, <laughs> it's both got dragons, man. But um, yeah, it's literally like there's 12 universes in Dragon Ball, right? Yeah. And it's literally a tournament between all 12 universes and they all have to choose, I think it's 10 champions. Mm-hmm. And then if a universe loses, they get wiped out of existence. What the hell? Oh, and okay. it's this crazy, ridiculously high stakes fight. And every episode I'm watching it and like, it's just... Feel the intensity. You know when something's fan service, but in a good way. Yeah. And it has callbacks to characters and they get stronger. And even like characters who, like the series is like forgotten, mm-hmm. like left in the dust. Like characters that have no importance and people complained that they never had any importance. Like it gives... Like Master Roshi, who's done nothing mm-hmm. since like the original series, he defeated like five guys in the tournament, and it's so satisfying and gratifying if you like these characters. Yeah. Um, but I'll just say I know people are mixed on it, but if you're a Dragon Ball fan, you'll probably enjoy skip it. the first two seasons, just watch the <laughs> movies, and then watch the rest. Yeah. Watch the Goku Black Arc and watch the Tournament of Power, and I just, both of those. I was never bored throughout those and I loved them. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's, that's all I've got yeah. to say on it. No. I loved it. If you're a fan, check it, check out. it out. But maybe skip those first, first two seasons. Two seasons. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I mean, I, like I say, I don't know enough about it to comment, but the what you were just explaining about those last seasons and everything and that... that um, we should yeah, watch Broly at some point. I think it looks, I think it sounds cool. <laughs> Broly. Um, but yeah, you know, um, yeah. So like Chris said, if you're a fan, then you'll probably enjoy it. Or uh, if you're not a fan, maybe still give it, it a go. <laughs> yeah. It might be a great place to I get into that. the franchise. Exactly. That. Bradley, um, any comments? No. I, no. I mean, <laughs> no. that's a lot. I will that's not. a lot to take in. No, I was going to say there's a lot of episodes if I was going to get into the franchise. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, you. if you skip the first two seasons, it works out like, I think, 80 episodes or something. That's still a lot for Brent. And they're oh. like 30 minutes a right. piece. So they're right. not like hours. Oh, okay. Maybe right. one day it will go. <laughs> and then maybe one day it will get I'll send you a list of what ones to skip. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, so um, we actually are have a new segment today, don't we? So, so it's in the vein. I mean, you know, every week we try to do either a golden oldie or, or a, a series retrospective. Show. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's a look back at the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we wanted to do this week was we're still looking back at the past, but we're expanding our look back series with something we call absolute garbage. Right. So. This is a look back at something that is considered by critics and, and general audience to be 
absolute garbage. Like <laughs> this is something that's Horrendous. not redeemed by anyone. Yeah. And then we either play it or we watch it and we talk Good about night. it. So I think Bradley would probably like to tell us what we're talking about this week. Yeah, yeah. Th- this wasn't actually my idea. This was... Uh, this Although was, if you listen to the previous pods, you'll probably yeah, think it, it was. Sounds like, yeah, that's why I wanted to say it sounds like it was my idea. And I'm, I'm fully <laughs> on board. But he um, <laughs> did not create the idea. Yeah, I did not come up with this. Um, because the, the first thing we want to talk about on Absolute Garbage is M. Night Shyamalan's <laughs> Avatar, The Last Airbender. <laughs> Live action movie adaptation of the series. 2010, right? Which can I just say, by the way? 2010. They, they, I'm not sure if I can't even remember now looking at it on Netflix, but they actually at one point removed the word avatar because they didn't want to, they didn't want to cause confusion with James Cameron's avatar. So it's actually just called The Last Airbender. Oh, is it actually? It's on Netflix. It's not even, yeah, it's not even called. No, that might be its actual name then. Yeah, it is The Last Airbender. Yeah. Um, Apparently, I I looked this up um, yesterday. That must have been retroactive though, because wasn't Avatar 2012? I have no idea. Yeah, so yeah. they must have done this retroactive. Yeah, and it was it literally it was just called the oh, Last Airbender because just another reason. <laughs> yeah, I know because they said they didn't want people to muddle it up with James Cameron's Avatar. Like you could How get would them confused. You do that? Like blue things in the forest. Um, <laughs> Wait, this isn't space. <laughs> Wait, hang on a second. Uh, anyway, so Bradley, kick us off. What do you want to say? Well, so, just just before we start, we're all in agreement. This is an horrendous. Awful. Awful yeah, movie. yeah, that's what it's I was going to start with. We we hate this film. We, you know, <laughs> this is awful. This is garbage. So and this is coming I, from I, people I've... who are and aren't fans of the. the so series. I think so me and Bradley are a big yeah. Avatar series fans, yeah, and I'm yeah, at all. and Jack isn't, but he should be. It doesn't matter when you watch this <laughs> film whether you love Avatar: The Last Airbender series or you, or you hate it, you know, or couldn't know stand it. it. Yeah. You will never ever like enjoy this film. This film. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, there would be too many things to talk about, but I mean, it just... Can, we can hit some summary points. Do, yeah. That's what I mean. It just doesn't do anything right. Um, the acting. Bit, <laughs> that's what I was going to start with. The, but I don't think it's entirely their fault, but yes, the acting... Is, I think is, it's the script. The script is You've dreadful. got like prequel level so of bad dry. dialogue. Yeah, exactly. like Star Wars prequel. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? The dialogue is atrocious in parts mm-hmm. i was literally like covering so i watched it just yesterday um because obviously you guys were telling me i needed to watch it and everything and there was parts where i literally had my hand i was like face palming um and i was just like how can they even Some say the these things lines they say is yeah so cringy because yeah, yeah. i don't think all the actors are bad no they're not no, no, no i think ang is awful ang is, ang is unredeemably <laughs> yeah. bland yeah um but i mean i think suka uh, um soka so- uh, I think he's all right. Yeah. I think he's okay. While well, we're on just quickly on the subject, but, of no, names. but soccer is so different to how he to how he is in, in this. Yeah, yeah. He, he's is, so wrong. <laughs> I, I think he's an all right actor, though. I, I thought, yeah, yeah, he is. Okay. But I, I cannot believe how wrong different uh, M Night Shyamalan got soccer's character. It's nothing like the original. No, he's so, more like a big protector. Isn't so he? Another one, another thing we just need to say quickly while we're on the subject, you just said about Ang's performance was pretty atrocious, right? But also, I noticed that the way that they pronounce each other's names changes throughout the oh, film. Ong. They keep getting it wrong. Ong. <laughs> yeah, and I was like... He's calling him Ong. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no. just him. The princess oh. calls uh, Soka Ahsoka at one point. <laughs> oh, no. Ahsoka. Oh, no. Um, yeah, it's just... And uh, you think they would have corrected there's, there's there's a, a thing called uh, I believe it's an Agni Kai, and one there's there's this random kid actor that comes in and says Agni Key, 
it's just, but, <laughs> but it's like, like it's, it's like he didn't watch the the series. Mm. Like the amount of times that you say the name Ang. Yeah, the, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I can understand with some more specific things like Agni Key, but yeah. literally the main Aang, character, <laughs> and she's standing there, and no one's going, "No, darling, don't say Ang. It sounds awful." <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I just can't. There, there's so many like. And we were like, talking about the acting. <laughs> yeah, it is. It literally is. It's just like there's so many cringy parts that you just look away. Like, mm. oh. I saw there, there's a bit in the film, and, and to be honest, I I was so like half-heartedly like trying to get through this right, but there was a bit in the film where it's like a real close-up of Ang, like real close-up, and they they say they're talking to him, and he says about how he has something he needs to tell them, but there's like a really like meant to be dramatic pause between when he says it, and he just looks so awkward and cringy and then when mm-hmm. he starts saying i've got something to tell you it's almost like he hasn't even read the script yet and he doesn't know what he's gonna have to tell him like, it was just it was just atrocious so, uh, so, so uh, in its defense though i'll just quickly say the only two actors i actually really liked mm-hmm. was i thought there's one actor i like I, I thought suko was weird because at times i was like okay you're quite a good actor and then he'd give a speech and I'd be like, <laughs> what was that? What is going on? <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, really that awkward. Is, that was not Zuko. But no, but like at times I was like, oh, I, I kind of, no. he's a good actor. But then I was and like. He, well, yeah, he's a decent actor. But again, he's just been given the wrong character. Like yeah. as in the wrong Wait, version. Okay. Of I'm going to be interested. Yeah, it was. I'm going to be interested to yeah. see which one you like, because I really like the casting of his uncle. Oh, I, you are joking. No. <laughs> that is the worst. No, that was, I, I was going to bring that up as I the worst. I completely disagree. He's so heartless I, and horrible. No, I really... He lies to I, he Aang. He the only character I felt connected to throughout this no, entire no. movie. You, I you mean Iroh? More Bradley. Yeah, Uncle Iroh. Have you seen, I know he's meant to be fat, and I know he's meant to be big. And no, he's, but he's so caring for everyone. And I in think, that, yeah, I he, he lies to Aang. And yeah, tells but he still feels the... caring. There's moments, no, especially for Suko. So, cold. Mm, so th- cold. He And also, I think the reason is because I really love that actor. Oh, they called like, him Iro as well, didn't they? they yeah, they, they got it wrong. And I was but, like, oh, great. Another name they've butchered. <laughs> but I, I really love that actor because I don't know if you know who he, he is. He is good, but that was wrong. <laughs> because uh, uh, do, you, do you have any idea who he is? No. No, so he's an Iranian American actor who mm. plays Jensen in Iron Man. Right. Jensen? Yeah, Who's the that? guy who helps him escape the cave, builds the first suit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, maybe it's because I, I like him so much from that that, yeah. that it bled over into this for me. Because mm. um, mm-hmm. he but, saved Tony Stark. But, but, I mean, we'll disagree on that one, Bradley. But I See, for me, obviously, this is really funny. Like, who did I've you like then? Yeah, who quickly. do you like? Uh, UA. What, the princess? Yeah, she basically got the exact same character down. Like, you know. I thought it, she couldn't act out of a plastic Oh, bag, no, no. But... I, I just, I mean, in terms of character, is it? Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, don't think her acting, <laughs> yeah, I don't think her acting was that bad, but I just thought, like, when she was on screen, I didn't want to throw up. Uh, no. I didn't want to throw up. <laughs> like, when, when Katara's on screen, I'm like, Ugh. Oh, so Ugh. she's so bad. This is brilliant when, for me because I obviously, I've no, I have no context so of the program. But there's, but there's bits where routine. I'm like, she's all right. 
there are a few snippets where I'm like, your acting's okay. And, and then, then she says, Ong, sudden, one more time. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Ong. Do, do, you know what the, do you know what's so weird about this, though? I don't understand why when the characters give speeches in this, it comes off so cringy. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, in Lord of the Rings, they yeah, do yeah, speeches. When like, oh, and, they you, rousing, and you yeah, get yeah, behind yeah. I don't know why well, it feels so that, awkward maybe. in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time, like when Ang's like talking to the Earth, like people going... Rise up! I'm just like, yeah, why you just like, feel so awkward? Maybe you just kids, you just sit there and shuffle no, your feet and look it was away. Like the Stranger Things actors. Yeah, yeah, they've done a bang up job of it. You'd be right behind them. So, so moving away from the acting and the uh, scripting mm-hmm. and the casting yeah. characterization, well, I want to talk about something a bit more specific, which is the uh, like the action scenes um, and like oh. the visual effects and stuff. Right. I, my one thing I noticed, which you may or may not disagree, because obviously I've got no context to the show, but. I felt like, yeah, when you watch the fight scenes or the action scenes or whatever. Why does no one die? Not, not just that, but... Well, no, no one really like, dies in the show. No, either. no, but I, yeah, I felt know, like... But they're like fighting swords, dude. Yeah, but, and they're okay. all kicking each other. So, and I'm like, why yeah, is there no stabbing that. going yeah. on? So you, know the, so you know, like the airbending movements and whatever. I felt mm. like it was a lot of movement for a little reaction. It's literally what I wanted to bring up. In the show... It's not like that in the show. No, I yeah, in the show, he does these quick movements and it's instant. In this, it's like 10 minutes of build-up to get like a breeze like, and you're like, like a little bit of synchronized wow. dancing and also like... for some reason they took out the ability for firebenders to bend fire from nothing so right. in the show you can like that if can you're a firebender you can make fire right. from your that, the yeah. only person that can do it spoiler is iro yeah and the one time he does it is like such a weird moment where he just kind of stands there with fire coming out of his hands, <laughs> like, and everybody walks away from and they him. run away. Yeah, and it's he like, even wow. direct it out so like, yeah, it. <laughs> it might have just been an illusion. So like, he didn't there's like move. A, a fight scene in the film, like, where like he's um, like Ang is standing in like a, I don't even know what you. Oh, uh, in his training room. I d- uh, no, it's like a. Yes, yeah, he talks about being an air, air where he being a training the, where he knocks uh, the um like the they're like the shutters chi- the shutters yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it just was like it's like a synchronized dance routine, and like very yeah. little and gust waiting. of wind, oh. like, just a little gust of wind. It's so bit. badly choreographed. Yeah, the, exactly. When the Earthbenders are doing that awful like hacker. Yeah, 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 yeah. The awful <laughs> hacker thing with like the little little yeah. wall. Yeah, yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then you see them in the show, and they're breaking cities, and you're like, wow, that's cool. Yeah, it's sure one so throws bad. like a pebble at one of them at one point. It's, it's like. Yeah. I it's don't like get why hacker. when you have this live action adaptation that you could make look incredible, mm. you would say, oh, bending isn't really that good. It's yeah. kind of just like something that they takes a while I and mean, they yeah. can do it's it. It's quite slow and, and painful do. as a process. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of have an, a feeling I know where all the budget went. Because the only, the, the, the only thing I thought was good when I was watching this was the set design and the costumes. They were the only points yeah, again, in this film right, yeah, when I was watching it. Going, costumes are actually quite on point. Like, yeah. if you watch a lot of adaptations, mm-hmm. I can see yeah. they butcher uh, yeah. costumes, yeah. And they butcher set design. Yeah. But I actually thought, wow, the, the ships look great. The ice city looks great. Like, all that, that's one thing I settings. said. Is the, the city, it, it looked amazing. Yeah. And the costumes, like all the what the Fire Nations wearing, mm-hmm. all of I was like, yeah, this looks exactly like what I remember. Yeah. In the, mm-hmm. I was like, I was actually blown away by how great the costume design was but that does not save you from terrible terrible acting and horrendous action <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I don't obviously a lot of this is obviously hard for me to go on about because I've got no context to in any of the characters or any of it. And because I knew already, it still was gonna be, yeah, I just knew it was going to be bad. So it was a painful watch, but I'm glad I watched it just so that we can talk about it. But um, yeah, I, I don't know what happened, really. It, it's 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 also the fact they're trying to condense a whole uh, whole first season into one film Film. so much exposition like half of this movie is just characters telling you stuff Mm -hmm. and and that's what I mean there's literally no attachment to anyone by the end of it they could all die and you'd be like wow that's why um, I actually Hong died and I I rewatched this and I was like this would work in a high budget live action series. Mm. And I know mm-hmm. Netflix is doing one, a bit worried mm-hmm. about that, but it, it generally made <laughs> me go, this would work if you had better actors and more time to flesh out this story. Yeah. Um, and the only other positive I have from this is, I, like I said, I really enjoyed the set design. Yeah. I thought the costumes were really, really good. Mm-hmm. And the only other thing I really loved was the moment at the end where he lifts up the water, <laughs> When the credits roll. When, when yeah. he lifts up the big the tidal wave the soundtrack the score for mm. that moment is mm. beautiful that music whatever it is i don't remember if that's the original series soundtrack or if that was something composed probably not they probably just the messed film. that up as well uh, I, I, I no if it was good that. they probably did steal it yeah <laughs> i thought that that music was very beautiful but yeah that's mm. the three positives i can find this is the worst just thing. a load of and- absolute Rub, rubbish <laughs> like but this is the the saddest thing about it is we spoke about this briefly before is that he isn't a bad the, the director or at least, he no, makes great. Great no, films. I, I love yeah. his films so, so it's, it's just confusing. so weird it I mean, is confusing did you see his cameo in this as well no he has a cameo so you know in the earth village yeah he goes oh that's a bender they're not allowed anymore oh, get him whenever they say and that's stuff M. Night like that. yeah, that's, yeah. there's literally and also sorry but I know the Fire Nation are meant to be Japan. Like, they're, his, yeah, they're yeah. inspired yeah. by Japan. Why are they Indian? <laughs> yeah, no, I was <laughs> literally going, going to bring on? this up. They, they literally mixed up every single nation. Why are they white? Sure. It's yeah. based in Asia. It literally, it made, it made no sense. But, but like, also, the, the, when they're in the Water Nation it's village at the start, like, there's those little Asian kids, and then Cora and Thingy are white. <laughs> and the grandmother's white. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, I'm wait. so confused. No, wait, who? So... So there's a bit where Appa is like flying when they go, yeah. oh, we can ride Appa to go rescue Aang. There's a load of Asian kids and kids <laughs> holding on to Appa in the water village. And then I'm like, hang on, why are all the little kids Asian? And why are you two white? What is going on? Wait, yeah, that, that makes, yeah. Because it's meant to be, I think, the, the water trials are meant to be like Inuit. Yeah. Um, the, so Fire Nation is Japan. Is, yeah. China, China is, is Earth, right? Yeah. And... Uh, air was I don't I don't really air is like Tibetan monks, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is a, just just monks. Yeah, it's like Tibetan monks. So they literally took all of them and went, nah, Indian Fire Nation, <laughs> confusing everything else. Yeah, yeah. Let's I, just make this. But do you know what even is weirder about that as well? The bit where Suko rescues Aang and he yep. hangs those two soldiers up. They're white mm-hmm. Fire Nation soldiers. <laughs> Yeah, it's no consistency. It's just, it's so weird. Yeah. I'm so confused. I mean, I think we could talk for a long time about all the things that are wrong with this film. Um, I, like I say, you've definitely, you two have definitely got more, but I thought. I mean, you're probably surprised segment. I gave it three positive yeah, things. Yeah, I know. But I'm That's three out of, you know, 900 negatives. Yeah. I <laughs> 
I think I think this segment was uh, very funny anyway because uh, it was just even even more for me because I'm not I because I don't have the context and you two do. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was just, honestly, it was horrendous. And I said to Chris, I really don't want to watch this. And it was like, he was like a naught. Like, <laughs> I like, like forced you, yeah, he, like, forced I? me you to watch it. Watch. Yeah. Like, you will he watch like, it. He was like, you need Please. to watch it. And I put it on. I was just like, I just sat there and I was like, if you hadn't have told me even that, if you just said to me, actually, it's a really good film. You I'd have still loved this. You know yeah, what? I'd have watched I, it and I, I'd have gone. I looked at the you time lie as well. You lied. And before I watched it, before I texted you, I was like, oh, it's only a merciful hour and 40 minutes. I'm like, oh. this feels like three hours. <laughs> How is this only an hour merciful, and 40 minutes? Merciful hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, no, it's dreadful. But um, yeah. Is, has anyone got any, any last thoughts on that? No, not really. Don't, uh, don't not other than watching it. Don't bother watching it. And if you please. do watch it, please just let us know what you think. Yeah, and like I say, um, you can probably admire the, the, the one nice soundtrack, the, <laughs> the, the set design and the costumes, yeah. and then just think what the hell else happened. That's pretty much yeah. all you need to know. Yeah. And if you actually liked it, yeah, please. I, I mean, don't, don't, let us know why. we're not going to judge <laughs> yeah, you. Like, try and persuade fine. us. You, you, can, right. you can like what you like. We're not going to judge you. I but don't know. <laughs> statistically, it was critically and audiencely reviled. So... You are in the wrong, sir. <laughs> you, sir. Objectively. <laughs> you, Your sir, opinion dad, is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, so that was our, our first Yeah, ever utter absolute, garbage. Uh, yeah, utter garbage. Oh, utter garbage. garbage. I was going to say whatever. You can have, we have both. Utterly absolute, absolute garbage for that We'll film. mix it up. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, moving on to the last bit of our show this week, to our quiz. It's not the last day of Bender, is it? It's not. I was I, say you know what? You should have done it. I was gonna. I was gonna do the last. I, I. It was between Dragon Ball and the Last Airbender. Right. But because I promised this would be the last time I talk about Dragon, Dragon Ball on the Ball podcast, oh I said so I'll do a Dragon Ball quiz. And I figured I've talked about Dragon Ball three different occasions. So yeah. you must have picked something. Some stuff. Up, well, let's hope right? so. Right. Yeah. Well, let's hope so. Let's okay. Think. Naruto. <laughs> okay. Trunks. Are you Naruto. ready for? Are you ready for the first yep. question? Go. What are the Dragon Balls? And your options are A, magical wish orbs, B, literal giant dragon balls, or C, orbs of great power. C, orbs of great power. It's got to be C. You're both wrong. It's actually magic wish orbs. Oh, dear. If you'd said B. Magic wish. That was meant to be easy as well. Oh, this yeah. is not going well, is it? Okay, well, it, just, right. it had to be, didn't it, Jack? It just had yeah. to be, you know? The Jack whole up. point is power. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> yeah, you were as confident as I, I was. Thought, I thought it was quite common knowledge that they made uh, wishes. Go on, whatever. Okay. Common knowledge. Well, it's, like, it's like Chinese, and it's like kind of like. Yeah, whatever. Ah, oh, yes, common knowledge. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll move away from that. So, this one is one you should definitely get because I've literally just spoke about this earlier. Who is my favorite character? A. Future Trunks, B, Vegeta, or C, Gohan? Yeah, it's Future Trunks. It's Future Trunks. Boom. Now, I'll give you an extra point if you can list what order. Uh, so these are my top three favorite characters. Go on. So you've got Future Trunks. Yeah, then it's So Vegeta, who out of Vegeta or Gohan is my second favorite? It's, Go- it's Gohan, then Vegeta. Bradley? I'm going to agree with Jack because he sounded so confident. No, it's actually <laughs> Future Trunks, then his dad, Vegeta, and then my third favourite character is Gohan. God damn it, Jack. So, yeah, I didn't say it with confidence. You, I said it with you pure... You don't get the you, Yeah, you did, because you, you, I realised you actually swapped. <laughs> you, you, you said it like one way, and then you went, no, and said it the other way. I should have gone, gone with the first instinct. Yeah. Had. 
So I've no, I don't think you're going to get this one, but give a shot in the dark. Who is the strongest out of these three villains in the setting? Oh, yeah. A, well, Perfect Cell, B, okay. Emperor Freezer, or right. C, Boo? <laughs> well, I'm between A and C. I just pictured like a... Wait, so you're between like Perfect Cell and Boo? Yeah, I want to yeah. go A or C as well. Uh, I'm going to go for um, Boo because it made me laugh. Okay, okay, I'll go with Perfect Cell. It is Probably Boo. Boo. It's yeah, Boo. It's yes. Margin Boo. He is, yes. In Dragon Ball Z, he is the final uh, bad guy. Right. Who they find. So I'm and then uh, Brad, Bradley three. was nearly there because Perfect Cell is the enemy before him. Okay. Um, so so at least he's stronger than Emperor Freezer. Um, well, at least in Z, yeah. but we won't get into Super. Um, so this one's quite fun. Who is stronger on a cosmic scale? So your options are A, Lord Beerus, the god of destruction. Mm-hmm. B, Zenny. Mm-hmm. C, <laughs> C yeah. the Supreme Kai. I have to go with Zenny because... I love the name Zenny because I'm going watch. I'm going with Beerus just because I know who he is. Lord was, Beerus, the god of destruction. That's what I'm going for. Well, you actually know who Beerus is. Yeah, the big cat guy. Yeah. Wow. And and, and it, do you know you're going to think the reason I know it's really weird is but um, KSI loves him and he got a chain made of Beerus out of pure diamonds with all, like all. Yeah, I like Beerus. Beerus yeah, is really he's a cool character. He's a cool chain made. Um, but actually, Bradley is right. <laughs> yes, always he's go with Zenny. Yeah. So his real name is Zeno, but Goku decides to call him Senny. So and it's like the last airbender. He's, he's literally <laughs> like, he's the ultimate god of the galaxy. Like, he's this tiny little guy with the mentality of a child. Right. But he's like, he can wipe out a universe by just by looking at it. Like, uh, he, he's yeah. the Omni King. Same. Which is his title. Yes, same. Um, so the last one, last question of the day is, what is the strongest Super Saiyan form? Mm-hmm. And your options are Super Saiyan 4. Super Saiyan God or Super Saiyan Blue? Oh, I was wanting to say Super Saiyan 4, but then I then Super Saiyan Blue sounded like it could be right. You don't like the sound of Super Saiyan God, no? Uh, no. It was too obvious. Yeah, I bet, I bet it's the answer, though. Um, <laughs> what are you going for, Bradley? Are you going A or C? Are you going for I number four or blue? Are you going for number or color? Oh, um, I'll go with... I'll let you decide. I'm going to... I'm going to put my chances to fate and I'll pick whatever you don't want. All right, I'm going to go Super Saiyan Blue. Yeah, that's what I would have gone with. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping fate stepped in here. <laughs> so are you going to agree badly or are you go going different? Four. No, I want to make this interesting. I'll go Super with Saiyan that. 4. Okay, so it's Blue. Yes! So Jack, Jack's the fate. conqueror of the Dragon Ball. Fate, yeah. I got three Jack's out of Jack's the Emperor Freezer. Yeah. Of the quiz. Um, well done. I got three out of five. You get to rule the universe now, Jack. We'll yeah. get you the Dragon Balls. You can make a wish. Yeah. Congratulations. Which I didn't know that they even made wishes. <laughs> <laughs> and that was common knowledge. So Yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought that was quite straightforward. But So is that the end of the Dragon Ball era for you? Yeah, it is. I mean, we might do Broly one day. I'd uh, really like to watch it with you guys. Yeah. Um, and get your thoughts, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for now, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. Because I am actually <laughs> watching Dragon Ball GT. Mm-hmm which is the ugly stepchild of the Dragon Ball franchise. Right. It's so like, that one's not going to get a review? or it No, no, it won't, it won't because it got to, it, it's non-canon. Right. So okay. this was the original sequel to Dragon Ball Z before mm-hmm. Super. Right. But it's so bad that they declared it as like not 
existing within their universe. <laughs> Ow, which that te- always hurts. Which tells you all you need to know. But I will say that's where Super Saiyan 4 comes from. Right. And from like a design standpoint, despite it being the worst series, that's the coolest design mm. they've ever made. Like right. it's mm. so badass. Okay. Um, yeah, well, put more on that probably at some point down the line. Um, <laughs> uh, has anyone else got a closing thought for today? Ooh, because if not, I do. Thoughts. I do, if not, but... We'll yeah, go, go on, go on, Jeff. Yeah. Take, so take, take the closing thought. So take the closing, closing thought for me is not, um, is just to kind of say that we, uh, next week, we're probably going to have quite a bit to talk about because uh, we actually have our second guest uh, coming onto the show, which will be a very entertaining mm. episode, I'm sure. Yes. Um, you can look forward to that one. Um, but equally, as well as having a guest, uh, between now and the next episode, we will have the um, Ubisoft Forward Part 2, uh, which is, I believe, the 12th. So that'll be this We'll have this a busy weekend. news week. So I imagine we could have a Splinter Cell and a Prince of Persia announcement. Uh, and if not... He's, he's shaking in the corner of excitement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but either way... <laughs> Either way, there'll probably be a fair chunk of things to run through on that um, that Ubisoft forward. So, uh, yeah. So make sure you tune in for next week's episode, and uh, hopefully we'll have a uh, good laugh of our second guest. And yeah, we'll move take it from there. Awesome. See you later, guys. See you later, everyone. See you later.